0: Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who, for years, grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. I'm Can't tell me
1: I'm
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the Finding God Podcast, my guest is Ashley Bush. Ashley Bush is the founder of the Unplanned Mom School. Out of obedience, she left a promising career with the Advanced Women's Expert Network earlier this year to pour into her purpose, which is to help serve moms facing an unplanned pregnancy. In 2012, she published her first book, Unplanned No More, a step-by-step guide on how to handle your unplanned pregnancy. Ashley has an amazing story to share about how she was able to find God and reconnect with God again. So without further ado, here is the interview that I did with Ashley. Hello, Ashley, how are you doing today? I am doing well, it's so great to see you. Yes, it is. I'm super excited to have you here today. And thank you for being a guest on the Finding God
2: podcast. It is all my pleasure. So thank you very much, Kiana. You are welcome.
0: (laughs) All right. So I'm going to ask you my initiation question that I ask everybody.
2: And that question is, what was your childhood like? I know. Okay. So this question, I I was kind of thinking about this before we even, before we hopped on, because it's such a it's such a good question. It's really enlightening. So, I, you know, big picture, I mean from the outside I think everything looked really well and I had a really I had a good childhood. I would say I had a good childhood overall. It's really just been and, you know, as I grew into my adulthood really understanding the impact that alcoholism alcoholism had on my family and just how yeah, just how things were kind of dealt with in my home and mental illness and just different things. You know, I, on the outside, I looked probably like I had it all together and, you know, but on the inside, it was always just kind of trying to figure out myself and figuring out where I belonged. And, um, yeah, but I mean, on the, on the, you know, overall, I think it was pretty, pretty good, but yeah, I know we'll kind of dive more into that, but it was, you know, just kind of, I was just going through the motions, you know, I really was. And I, I was probably your typical one trying to just make sure everything looked good. <laughs> you know, I wanted to look good and fit in. So, that. So explain
0: a little bit more, like, what do you mean when you say you were um trying to make everything look good in your family, trying to fit in, just explain yeah, a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. I think there was just this level of always like people pleasing and just trying to fit in and sometimes just losing sight of what I wanted. And whenever I would start to embrace like really who I was, I would quickly just kind of turn into a, Oh, what's like a chameleon on the wall. And I would just kind of become whoever I needed to be in the moment to keep the peace or make sure people got along or to not rock the boat or be questioned about anything. I just kind of, I just, that part of me, I think just, yeah, people pleasing and just not, you know, yeah, I, yeah, people pleasing and not really being able to articulate my needs or feeling like I had maybe a safe space with everybody that lived in my home to share per- certain parts of me.
0: I get that. I was talking to someone else about how back in the day when we were younger, it was just a whole different story. You know, kids today they they feel free to say what's on their yeah. mind and <laughs> But it wasn't like that with because we knew we said certain things or did certain things. You can get a spanking or you're getting time out or you're getting trouble. So I understand where you're coming yeah. from, just trying to fit in because that's kind of what it was back then. Like, do what you're told. This is what we expect out of you and this family. So you had to kind of just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. So I get that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So tell me, <laughs> how was it? Um, how was God a part of your life? And if he wasn't, that's fine. If he was, just explain how he was.
2: Yeah, no, he was always a part of my life and always a part of my upbringing. And, you know, even now as my relationship with God has grown so much deeper, I'm thankful that I did have that foundation with my parents. I can remember being a kid and my dad having us all sit down and, you know, like the weekend entertainment would be we would sit and he would read us the Bible and we grew up i mean oh, but i was just like whatever okay and i would you know but i was a child and mm-hmm. had that foundation I grew up in a in a catholic family and went to i went to psr i was supposed to go to public or um catholic school and then when i was 6 and getting ready to start kindergarten I had a brother that was born with a disability and the church, they don't accept kids with disabilities. And so my parents had us go to the public school because they didn't want us to be in a different school where my brother couldn't be, you know, where he couldn't be. So I wasn't, I went to public school, but went to PSR, which is public school of religion. And so I always, I had an under underlying and an understanding of God, but it was almost, it was maybe almost more that fear base. I think a lot of us kind of feel, you know, So just, you got to behave. God's always watching you and go to confession. You know, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it it was different. It's a different type of relationship that I have today. Most definitely.
0: No, it's funny because I, from talking to a lot of people about God and religion, it's funny because it's like, no matter what religion you were brought up in, it doesn't even matter. It was pretty much all fair based. Like God's going to get you. If you don't do this, the bad things will happen to you. So it's just funny how that was the universal message back then that no matter regardless of your religion affiliation it was always fair mm-hmm. based and it wasn't a lot of love with that yeah. Teaching.
2: yeah yes yeah all
0: right well how's your brother like tell me about that because yeah. um how, why was it that they didn't accept, um, kids with disabilities back then? So they don't, of- they don't
2: have, yeah, they don't have programs with special for kids with special needs. Okay. And so my brother, when he was born, they knew I mean as soon as he was born, they didn't know while my mom was pregnant, but after he was born, they were told right away, basically that he had a disability. He was, he had down syndrome. His life was going to be much different and, you know watching my not watching because I was a child, but now watching and understanding more about where my parents came from. I mean, I know my dad really struggled and questioned and and had a lot of anger towards God that his son was born with a disability. But so it, it definitely changed me. I mean, he has been the most, the biggest blessing in my life. And it's just such a gift from God to really be around him. But um Yeah, he's he's just he's impacted a lot of lives, and I just I love him to pieces. And I actually have another first cousin that's got Down syndrome, so I have a really soft spot for any any kids or children, adults that have a special needs, and and they're in the family because it's just it's a it's a gift like no other. I mean, you really see God's love, humility, everything all wrapped up into one right here on Earth when you have a sibling and or when you interact, I think, with somebody that has a disability.
0: Yeah, so I wanted to just clarify because. Of- I wanted to make sure it was like the church wasn't like against them. They just didn't have any programs. No. Yeah. No, they're not or... against. Yeah, okay. no, they're not
2: against. But so from an educa- from an education standpoint, no, it's a great question. Yeah. From an education standpoint, they don't have programs okay. set up. And I, I grew up and I still live, I live in a very small town. And I don't know if like bigger, bigger pr- private schools, if they do have mm-hmm. that, but where I was at and where I'm at, they don't have programs to accommodate special needs kids and so he was going to have to go to the public school to get receive services that he needed and so that's when my parents said well then we, they wanted my sister and I to go to the same, you know a school where my brother would go they wanted us all to be together I get that it yeah. makes a lot of sense
0: because I mean yeah. from school to school or having one of the kids like well how come I can't go to school yes
2: that was it they just wanted us all we were family they wanted us to be together and that's what we did so yeah I get that yeah. So
0: tell me a little bit about your adolescence. How did that work out for you? And was God a part of your life when you were a teenager as he was when you were younger?
2: Yeah. Um. Th- in terms of my 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 relationship with God or just kind of overall what my adolescence was like? Overall, in general, because I know in adolescence,
0: a lot of people's relationship with God, it gets more rocky. <laughs> it's either too late yeah. to happen. It gets rocky or we forget about God. Or you get closer. Those are the three things that happen. So what happened to you?
2: Yeah, I don't. That's that's a that's a that's a good question. I I I think I would kind of fall in the middle. I mean, I probably definitely strayed just in sen- in the sense that I you know I was drinking. I wanted to be out. I was you know trying to fit in and like f- just be with like the cool kids. But then I always felt like something was just kind of off. And I think in the back of my mind, I always knew it was really god and like how i should be living my life it just was it was always it's i don't it's just adolescence is hard i mean i you know went through i'm watching it now with my daughter and just friends and the backstabbing the lies and the drama i mean just so much drama and i i do remember a a very vivid one story i was on the track team and a lot of my like friends friends at that time weren't on the track team but i loved it i loved running i was a sprinter and i remember like you know, trying to figure out who my real friends were because there was kind of just this shift of like, who's really a genuine real friend. And I remember praying to God and just begging for, to like have one real good friend. Like I wanted a real genuine friendship with somebody and lo and behold, a girl, she was a, she was a shot putter and we're still friends to this day. We met on the bus. And so we just, we, God blessed me with a very, very good friend and, you know, it was somebody that I wouldn't have, you know, just picked out on my own, you know, I that I, but God just works that way and just giving us what we need. And so that friend was really my rock through my adolescence. And even when I went off to school and still is somebody that I can just call up and just be totally honest with and have just, just, we just love. We just have love between one another. We're just, it's an honest, good friendship. So.
0: That is awesome. And I like the yeah. fact that you were talking about how you just ask God for a friend and God picked somebody out and it just goes to show us that God cares about the smallest things you know yeah whether you have a friend or not he cares about those things and I love the fact that you knew this because you asked God to help you find a friend
2: yes uh, yes I, it was one prayer that I really remember asking like as a teen and it yeah and I delivered and it was really it was amazing so it was a it, true gift yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful.
0: So tell me a little bit about how you came to have a relationship with God. Some of the circumstances surrounding that, what propelled you to actually have a relationship with God and realize it's more about the relationship and less about all the other stuff that we about.
2: Yeah. So really I, I, my relationship is just it's grown exponentially just in the last year. I mean, I've just started going to a new church. It's um, it was a year ago this month. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, I had started seeing a counselor and was dealing with PTSD and had an event that triggered things. And I, now, I mean, I, and I'm just barely slowly starting to open up and talk about things. And as you even say this, we're talking about my adolescence, maybe my brain just kind of shuts things down, but I had an inappropriate relationship with somebody um that was much older than me in high school and and um I held on to that shame for so long and it bothered me for a very long time and so when this event happened and I got into counseling and I worked through that I did EMDR therapy and I, I just really started going on this journey of just trying to do, just do healing, but everything just started to point me towards God. I got, I got into a 12 step program, which is really all about a higher power. Wow. And then from there got into a church that is, has, it has changed my life. Like I just love God and I could just shout it from the mountaintops because I know he's got my back. Like he loves me, like he loves me no matter what I've done in my past. He has forgiven me and he wants what's only best for me. And I've just, that's really it. I mean, but it's, it feels very new in the sense that it's just been in the last, you know, year or so, but it was working through chaos and trauma and overwhelm and just all of these things that led me to getting close to God again.
0: Yeah, it's amazing how sometimes these, it takes these things to help us get closer to God. Now, yes. I know God doesn't do these things us intentionally or purposely, but mm-hmm. I do believe that sometimes because of life, things mm-hmm. happen to us and God just uses those events to help us to get closer to him. Yes. So that is nice. And I'm also glad you said you went to counseling because so many people don't believe in counseling. They don't think to go. That's I tell everyone because I'm like, counseling is needed for people, you know? Mm-hmm. I think everyone should go at least once in their lives to to (laughs) talk about things (laughs) you know yeah it's a good place to be
2: yeah it it is I mean it's it's so healing Mm -hmm. you know but I think there's some things we have to look back and we have to work through and get through but yeah it's 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 changed my life and I had no idea what EMDR therapy was and what it was going to do but it unlocked something and I just I can confidently sit here and tell you this and not be like wanting to break out in hives. Like that's how bad it was. Like, even if I could think of this person's name, I would just be like red and blotchy. And I, I would, it would just, I was, well, it was awful. So yeah. If, if anybody's gone through anything or you're just experiencing something and you don't even know why. Yeah. Highly recommend counseling. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a very good thing to do. Yes. So,
0: tell me a little bit about your podcast, because I know I met you um, on Anita Guest Facebook group. So tell me a little bit about your podcast and what prompted you to start your
2: podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is called the unplanned mom school podcast, and it really was birthed. It's from my own, my own journey just in in my, with my own unplanned pregnancy. When I was 21, I had my daughter at 22. I kind of had this idea and then life happened. I had a couple of miscarriages and just kind of started falling back into the shoulds of life. And just really, I think with COVID, And recent pregnancies, when I didn't think I could get pregnant, I just always had this heart, this desire that God has put on my heart to just help women that are going through tough times, and especially a mom that is facing a pregnancy, I want her to know that she can go on to live a beautiful life. Like, I am not perfect, but... I am, I am, you know, just, just a voice and a vehicle to just help and hopefully inspire women to know that their dreams aren't dead. If you have a baby and you've got everything inside of you. And so the podcast, we talk all things, money, mindset, and miracles and just really preparing ourselves for eternity. And, um, I Yeah, I I know. I we met through the through that group, and I just am super excited to share about it and talk about it. And I'm meeting incredible people like you, and it's just awesome. The doors that are opening, and how God's using all of us to just really share stories, and ultimately, it's sharing His love is what it boils down to, and that's what we're that's what we're trying. I'm trying to do over at the Unplanned Mom School. So
0: that's so true because I know now. It's funny because I usually – i try to pray about everything you know if something if if i have questions about something i'll pray about it if i need something Mm -hmm. i'll pray about it so a couple months ago i was like god i really need some guests on my podcast i was like i need guests for the finding god podcast like who do you want to be on it Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: it's like i have been getting such amazing people to come on and talk about different things and it's like the things they're talking about are things people need to hear yeah it's not like they're just coming on and just saying whatever like I yeah. even had one guy he he. his episode hasn't aired yet but it's going to come up he um talks about how he was able to find God by studying different religions and how each different religion led him toward finding God and I found that to be interesting because so many times we just think well you know it's one religion, the one I'm in, this right. is it. but it's amazing because God uses other religions to help people come to him because I think going
2: to him is the result. That's the desired right. outcome, finding God. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love what you're doing. So yeah, it's awesome. I know it was, a, it was just divine intervention that we met. And That's when you were amazing. talking, I, my business coach, she's a Christian coach and she, you know, she would always say, I'm getting Holy, Holy spirit goosebumps. When you said that I was getting Holy spirit goosebumps because it's just awesome. It's so, so true and so needed in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely so
0: let me ask you a question Is okay. there someone out there who's actively looking for god
2: what advice would you give them Ooh, oh my goodness <laughs> what would i tell them you know one thing i talk a lot about just even on my podcast and kind of just finding your higher power in god i mean it's it's really finding an activity where you can just be still i think just being still like you don't have to walk into a church you don't have to walk you don't have to go and do anything per se you can go sit on your deck you can go for a walk whatever it is where you just feel completely still and connected with earth i think that's when you start to reconnect with god and just find that voice that you're longing to find and longing to hear so i love
0: that i know i can totally agree with that because there are times when i'm just doing something mundane like cleaning up and i have headphones mm -hmm. on and it's just like, I feel him and I hear him. And even from washing dishes or just cleaning the house, I'm like, okay. And it's just a whole different thing. Finding that yeah. quiet space is key. Yes. Absolutely. Yes.
2: And I love that too. Yeah. You can find him in the mundane tasks. You know, I I feel God talking to me a lot. Yeah. When I'm doing the dishes, when I'm cleaning my house, folding laundry, it's like, you know. I think when you find God, those tasks, yes, they have to be done and you might not look forward to them. But it's like once you kind of go and you're in that zone of doing it, like God's, he just is right there for you. Just yeah. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much, Ashley, for being a guest on the Finding God podcast. And I hope to hear from you soon.
2: Awesome. It was my pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: I absolutely love this interview with Ashley because it shows how God makes it so easy for us to find him. The awesome thing about God is that he will never leave you and even if you have left him or feel disconnected from him I know that God is there with you and he cares for you and he loves you and he won't leave you just because you feel this way about him another thing that I love about this interview is because Ashley talks about how she was able to find God while going through therapy for things that happened to her in her childhood now I know a lot of Christians who don't believe in therapy however If you are dealing with some things that you cannot handle right now, I would definitely encourage you to seek the help of a professional therapist. I do believe that God can use a therapist to help you navigate some of these issues that you might be dealing with at this time. I also strongly believe that God has more than one way to answer your prayers, so don't be afraid to seek professional help if you need it. The song we're going to listen to today is from our Artist of the Week, Sam and His Sound, and we will be listening to his new single, Everything to Me.
1: I love to call the name of Jesus. I love to call the name of Jesus. You are here Love to call the name of Jesus.
0: Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and listening to another episode of How People Find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact with Ashley, Sam and his sound, or myself, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes. And all you have to do is click on the links below and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest, and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In the email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit.